Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? I'm going to feel as icky as if I've just come out of a uh, lake holding a bendy sword. Yeah. Oh dear. Right, let's go, shall we? Yeah, let's get it. Let's get it on. Uh, let's, get, let's do it. Let's get it out of the way. And it's really strange because this, you know, what I've thought watching this this time is not how I thought I would be thinking. It's really been really weird watching it again. Um, yeah, I... I, I thought the same thing because I, before you know when you're, <clears throat> I, I don't know about you, but like when you know one's coming up and you start thinking about what you're going to say in the, you know, in the podcast and things like that. And I thought I, I was actually I because I, I remember I had some very good feelings about this and I thought is this going to be the one where I say I find this in a good Sylvester McCoy story and this will go to the top of my list. And yeah. No. No. <laughs> Because, I mean, the reason I chose it is because, you know, like I said last week, you know, it is a rarity in that as Sylvester McCoy, I actually videotaped off the TV on transmission back in the 80s. It was this one, it was the Cyberman one, and it was the Dalek one, right? And the reason I taped this one is because of the Arthurian connection, you know? Because since I've been a little boy... I've always had a thing for Arthurian legends and mythology. I going to say you've already had a thing for men called Arthur. Is that, is that still on the buses again? <laughs> well, that's my middle name. Did you know? Is it? No, I didn't know. No, Eric I... Arthur. Do your parents hate you? <laughs> what the hell? Do you, do, do you know why I'm called Eric, by the way? A bit, bit of a tangent. We'll get on to uh, the King Arthur s- soon. Yeah. I, just, just a quick question. You did press record, didn't you? Yes, I did press record. You're yeah, all right. Yeah. This is all going down in posterity. Good, yeah. <laughs> I just asked because the system we use for some of these has no indication that you're recording, does it? So no. I'll just check, just guess. Um, what year were you born? 62. 62. Okay. Eric. Eric. What famous Erics were around? Well, Eric Morecambe was around. That's true, yes. Yeah, so it could have been Eric Morecambe. The amount of... You know those things where you... I don't know something, and somebody says it to you, and they think they're the first person to ever say yes. it, you know. And it's just tedious. When I was growing up, it, I would say my name, Eric Moore, and it's like, oh, not Eric Morecambe, <laughs> like they're the first person to ever thought of it. It was deeply irritating. You know, I, I, I have never ever realised that Eric Moore is um, that close to Eric I ne- Morecambe. No, I, I, I never realised. Perhaps I don't know whether that says I'm slow or whether I've got better taste than your, the people you know that make that joke um, that is so weird yeah Eric Morecambe yeah. yeah so do you want to know the weird reason why I'm yeah, called Eric yeah, right why, if it turns out it's one of your uncles I got no hope of guessing no no, no 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 what it, it was right famous, no no it's nothing to do oh, with yeah. anybody famous it oh. was it, it, my name is the result of an argument between my mother and father when my mother was pregnant in that yeah. my uh, my dad wanted me to be called Arthur 
and uh, my mum wanted me to be called David, and Eric is the compromise. Okay. I mean, fair dues. I don't understand the logic there. Well, I don't understand my parents, I, so... <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I like Arthur. I like David. Tell you what, what in the middle of those two, Eric. Eric. Like, what? What? It makes no sense, does it? But anyway, but yeah, but King Arthur, anything to do with Celtic mythology, you know, Thurian myths and everything, love it, love it, love it, love going down to the southwest, love going to Wales, you know, all the, all all the, you know, the locations that have, you know, uh, myths and legends. This is where, you know, yeah, you know, the Lady of the Lake was. This is where Arthur was born. This was Camelot. Da, 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 da. Love visiting in all them. Um, and uh, so, yeah. And then Doctor Who's going to do an Arthurian story. And I so wanted to like it. And uh, yeah, it, Do you have trouble, though? Cause, because literally anywhere you go in Britain, someone's claimed that as, oh, this is the site for Camelot. I mean, even Anglesey is, is the site for Camelot, isn't it? On yeah. One of the theories. And that... Um, uh, uh, Glendower was Owen Glendower was actually the inspiration for Arthur. Um, it's like, I mean, I yeah, I, I really enjoy the Arthurian myths. I mean, the trouble is they're they're just that, isn't it? It's, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You know, it's you, you. I love like 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 the changes in the Bible. I love the changes in the story. You can add oh, here's where they had did Guinevere. Yeah. Here's where they added Lancer. Yeah, the original story has nothing to do with it. No, that, that, that Excalibur wasn't Arthur's sword to begin with. You know, all these yeah. things. Yeah, they're added to by different generations, and that's yeah. what I find fascinating by them all. You know, but um, we all see Arthur in our own image, don't we? Each generation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and my generation, you know, nineteen eighty one. You know, John Borman's Excalibur. That that was it for me. Yes. That is yeah. how I saw the Arthurian myth being. This is how I saw it in my head, yeah. not Robert Taylor yeah, going around in a tin foil yeah. oh, suit of armour. Who, who was um, who was after that? Was it uh, Nicole Williamson or was he Merlin? No, Nicole Williamson was Merlin. It was, was Merlin? Nigel Terry. Oh, okay. He ended up in Doctor Who, didn't he? I remember. You know, oh, remember, look, remember looking much older shortly yes. before he died. So that was in my yeah. head. Right, so yeah. so you know, so and you I had wanted an extra expectation on this. I one. had tons of expectation, but it's mm. Sylvester McCoy era Doctor mm. Who, and I kept it because it's Arthurian, and I wanted to like it. And my abiding memory of that videotape is that I wanted to like it, but it was all very silly and not very good. Right, so that's what I I, I went into watching it on DVD, thinking. And we will discuss it as we go, shall we? Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I remember seeing the adverts for this, and of course it was all the battle scenes, obviously. And, and I thought, oh, okay, this looks quite interesting. I, uh, I, 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 I both hate the the modern savage type storyline where you, you're mixing, you know, the crawl style where you're mixing swords and they've got laser weapons. Mm. That's not how things work. Um, but I also quite love. It. I like. I, I think I'm like you. I, a man in a suit of armor. Ah, oh, I'm. You know what I mean. I'm there. I've always wanted to own a suit of armor. I've always wanted to wear one, a proper mm. one. I love that look, that thing. So yeah, I was quite looking forward to this as well. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there we are. We sat down. Did you watch the Blu-ray or did you watch the? Um, I watched DVD. the Blu-ray. Yes. Um, an absolutely gorgeous print conversion. Um, 
again, like the Verdoise one, uh, pre pretty devastating. <laughs> on, I was going to say. On your suspension of disbelief. I was going to say, what are the uh, crappy video effects like then in Blu-ray? They, they look awful. So, so I mean, Excalibur looks like exactly like what it is, a Poundland sword with some string tied around it. The sets look utterly terrible on the ship and that. The, the, the video effects are ropey as hell. Uh, and the suits of arm, the, the chain mail is just obvious wool knitting. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it doesn't... I've come to the conclusion that Doctor Who probably works best on VHS. Yeah. yeah it it yeah. would take some of that away, yeah. wouldn't it? Definitely. And, it, and especially on, a, on a, a tale where you're not quite enjoying it. I find if I'm not, if I'm not enjoying something, I, my natural inclination is to start looking for the faults. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I think I was... I, with this story and there's bits of this story I absolutely love and I think they got right this is weirdly I think it shows both the, 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 the strengths that the McCoy season had but also a lot of its weaknesses there's there's a massive yeah. weakness uh, for yes. me uh, later on but let's get going and, and yeah let's, let's um, what do you think of the Brigadier in a Garden Centre is that how you saw the Brigadier's later years to be off with Doris down the local um, Garden Centre um, I I figured he would either go out in action. And, of course, the big thing about this story was the beforehand. It was, this, the Brigadier's going to die in this story. Hmm. And there's lots of dialogue. It's almost like, you know, Spock is going to die in Star Trek 2 type thing. It's that sort of a level. So we, all, I think everyone was expecting him. So it, it'd be nice for him to go out in a, uh, you know, a blaze of glory. But it's also quite nice that that it feels like he's retired, so he's actually getting a bit of a life. Because um, Doris, we've, Doris was mentioned once before, wasn't she? In yes. One of the unit ones. So it's nice that he's settled down. What, what absolutely, I just started laughing at it, is, do you, do you think the Brigadier, like, he can't have a conversation with, with anyone without mentioning that he used to be in unit and the people he worked with? Because um, I don't know about you, you, when you meet someone, because this story suffers from this especially, when you meet someone, do you introduce yourself by your, your name and then job title? Because everyone in this story does. I, I'm Peter Wilmsley, head of the local... I don't yeah. care, mate. You're giving me a lift. <laughs> Shut up. Um, and the, the brig is like... He might as well wear a T-shirt that says, uh, I used to be a military hero. You know, it's that sort of a... It's very, very clumsy dialogue boy is and, it yes and i'm not because the, the actual story i think is, is really it's a really good story as the written story and i think ben aranovich if i get right that time i don't know i'm sure someone will complain um i think he he's a good writer he's a good plot and, and this works really well and then you get clunky scenes where you think yeah that's not mm. that's not in the original this has been added in for thicky viewers that don't know who the Brigadier is. You know, I've, got, I've got some news for you here. If they don't know who the Brigadier is, they're not going to be particularly worried about this old fella. No, down the garden centre. They're not going to get any of the scenes where there's meant to be great impact from the Doctor. They're not going to understand what the relevance of Bessie. So don't bother aiming it at your pleb in the street. Yeah. Because all you're going to do is annoy the fans. So yeah, this, this beginning scene is just hilarious because it's like um, you know, sort of. Uh, what do you think of these plants, Alistair? Well, back in my unit days, can you I imagine the country? For... 
Can you imagine yeah. living with him? It would be a oh, nightmare. Yeah. It would be an absolute nightmare. Do you want a cup of tea, dear? I remember in the army. Yeah, we're, 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 yeah it's 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 clunky to the point of 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 being horrible with this dialogue. It's lovely to see Nick Courtney back again. I think he's quite enjoying it as well, yes. isn't he? Oh, yeah, I don't. Think, and and to be fair, I'd much rather this be his swan song than he turns into a Cyberman. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's yes. go to the uh, the new unit, the more up to date unit. Yes. Uh, yeah. Unit. Now, like like I say, I had this on tape, but I haven't <laughs> I haven't watched this. Right. Since the DVD era, you know, um, so I'd forgotten an awful lot of it. But something yeah, that's I, I had, yeah. yeah, but yeah. S- s- something that we've said before when we did the Ratcliffe episode, this era of of the Doctor, uh, the most appalling, inappropriate music is here oh, in Spades, yeah. isn't it? It is. The music in this is is I don't, I'm, I'm I'm tempted to go down with the worst music in the history of Doctor Who. It's it's awful. It's awful. Um, I thought the Dalek one was bad, but this is worse. Yeah, oh, this is much worse. Um, Anne Anne sat and watched this film. Um, What, all four? All four, yeah. Oh, well done, Anne. Yeah, so that's it. Um, But the first thing she said was like, this doesn't carry on, does it, the music? I I think it does. She goes, why why is this like this? I said, it's the 1980s. She goes, yeah, but I understand that the 1980s, but at the time, did... Did people think this was acceptable? And it's like I can't, I can't remember because no. it's awful. It's, it's, it's. I mean, I, I, I. For long times, I've been sort of letting it off by saying, "Oh, it's the eighties. We didn't know any better." But I don't think it is. I think it was crap then. It was crap. I remember yeah, it being remember, crap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, it was crap. Yeah. Can you um, imagine this with a nice sort of Terence Dudley score? Oh, it'd improve at no end. If the music changed point, and and yeah. you know the outfits changed, it would it would be a bit bad. There's still a big problem that I will well, talk about yeah, coming this, up. This is a this is a story that dies by a thousand small cuts, isn't it? There's there's nothing fundamentally wrong with it, but it's like the, you start chipping away. It's like it's got a hundred percent. Let's take ten percent off the bad music, and then mm. oh, let's take another ten percent off the diabolical acting. Or let's take five percent off the video, and you end up with a story where you've got oh, it's only got one percent left. Yeah, you've got nothing and left, have you? And let's face it, that's Anselin, best thing in the story. <laughs> but let we'll get to him in a bit. Yeah, all right. Yeah, because we've got to meet the new brigadier first, yes. haven't we? Yeah, brigadier Bambera. Whom? I mean, I don't know about you. I think of her as alternate Lister. To yes. Always be the female yeah. Lister. Yeah. Um, I, I think she's a good actress. She's not given much to go on here, and oh, by God, does her comedy catchphrase start to grate. Oh, shame oh, on shame. that. Yeah. <laughs> that is terrible. It's awful. It's, yeah. Luckily, it goes after, like, episode one or yes. two, doesn't I think, it? I think, I wonder, I hope that the actress went, I ain't saying this again, mate. It is 80, rubbish. 83% of my lines is me going, oh, shame. Just let me say shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those... You, you you get the feeling they've put it in to try and to make it a bit more adult and it's yes really that's exactly what they're doing it one hundred percent works the wrong way because um, normally I, I I think she's alright as an actress she's been in quite a few things over the years um, and I, I quite I mean this this is amazing isn't it? that <coughs> the people the the fans now the new who fans now that are complaining saying oh 
great political correctness gone mad, women in China. And look at this story. So you've got a, a black female brigadier. Mm-hmm. All of unit are foreign. Mm-hmm. You've got a female helicopter pilot. It's it's pretty progressive, isn't it? And it shows that Doctor Who has been has had these strengths right, you know, early on. I know it's not particularly early in a classic one, but yeah, it's. I don't know. I mean, you've got that Patrick Troughton story. We've got two astronauts and one of them's black and yeah, absolutely well, yeah, nothing yeah. is made of it, which yeah, is absolutely yeah. brilliant, you know? If you imagine that it, now it would be, uh, as Britain's first black astronaut... Yeah, of course it would, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Um, but no, I, I like this new unit. I like... They're, they're not as... Oh, they're not as... Um, they're not played for comedy like New Who unit is. Um, the no, actors really... Good, I think. Yeah, they've just updated it, which is what you should yeah. do. You know, yeah. the unit's been away for a while. Let's bring it back and update it for the right. 80s, which is my fine. Fa- yeah, my favourite my favorite bit in it, though, is where, um, is it, is it, I can't think of it, it's a Bregman or something. They, they think, and he goes, when I, uh, when I worked for Lethbridge Stewart, I go, you never worked for Classic <laughs> Unit. They wouldn't have had you in there. No, absolutely not. Show me somewhere, you know, unit where there was yeah. someone who wasn't, you know, stiff upper lip British. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah. <laughs> you might get the occasional Cockney Sergeant. But, yes, yeah, you're, you're not he's the red shirt, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. All right. Well, straight after that, we've got Excalibur in a spaceship. Yeah. So we see Excalibur. Bang! Crash! Close up! It looks shit. It looks shit it's with its little light bulb in its yeah. in its pommel. Yeah. I've I've literally made better swords for conventions in five minutes. It is shoddy. Yeah. It really is. Um, we've got Morgan Morgan Le Fay. Good um, old Jean Marsh. There she is in her crystal ball. Um, yes. And and then we have the shoddiest, crappiest ever TARDIS interior. I think. Yes. We have yeah, next. The Jean Marsh scenes are quite, quite funny because this first scene, she's not. It's like, oh god, this is, this is over the top and raw. But when she's actually on set or in, you know, on on location and interacting with people, none of that is there. And it's like, I wonder if was this like they asked her to film this? It might be a pickup. It's a pickup, and she thought, I'm not getting paid for this or something, you know. But yeah. Um, yeah, then we get the dark TARDIS scene. Well, we get the dark TARDIS wall, don't we? Yeah. Because all they've got is a couple of console panels and... And a painted pieces. wall. Yeah. So turn the lights down to yeah. disguise it. And I love the fact that they thought, oh, pe- people might notice this. So they have Ace saying, uh, why is it so dark in here? Yeah. And he goes, I'm thinking. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are many questions in this, uh, in this tale. Yes. Um, because they've picked up a distress call. This right. is the Vervoids. Yeah, and the Doctor says it could be uh, across the boundary from one universe to another. Yes. And then he says, no, it's Earth, and it's a few years in Ace's future, doesn't he? Yeah, so is this the first time that they talked about parallel... Well, yeah, it's not, because we had Inferno, didn't we? Well, yeah, Inferno, yeah. Had exactly the same thing. Because I, I was trying to work out why in New Who it's such a huge fuss is made of that the TARDIS go, you know, goes into a different universe, you know, in the Cybermen one. And, it's, and I thought, the Doctor's visited other universes before. Mm. Just, you know. So, yeah, it, I love this, um, it's a few years in the future, yeah. I, 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 I think um, 
some of that is aged really well, what they guessed. Some of it hasn't. So uh, perhaps we'll cover it as we go through it. But but yeah, it's it's interesting that this is their idea of a few years in the future. Yeah, I mean the first one, of course, is you know they arrive and the sign for Lake Vortigern is in kilometres. Yeah. So there's a nod yeah. that we're in now, the future. Uh, yeah, and for any any of our non-UK listeners. Um, yeah, everything's in miles. Yeah, yeah. So that's not bad. That's not that's not it's too ham fisted, is it? it? You know, it's it's like in UFO how all the cars yeah. drive on the American side of the road yeah, yeah. to show that in that this is ni- in 1980s England. Yeah. Um, you know, we've changed. Yeah, they've got it completely wrong, but it's it's a good little. Immediately, you start thinking this is different. This is the future. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I, I I applaud what they've done there. It's a nice cheap thing. Um, the TARDIS looks horrible though. Mm. It's like uh, it's almost a sky blue color. Yes. What's going on there? Mm. I don't remember it being that. Blue. Maybe it's your Blu-ray. Well, actually, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. They, do, yeah, they are. They, that is the thing with Blu-rays. They also do uh, color correct. Yeah, and they upscale and stuff, don't they? Yeah. So it could could be. Could yeah. Be. Um, yeah. Then we get the first old shame. Yes, we've got the old shame, yes, because they hitchhike, don't they? And, and yes. she goes past old shame. Uh, but then they get a lift from Peter Walmsley, the man yes. who immediately um, says that he's an archaeologist, as you say. Yes. Yeah, this is... Um, I also think, why is everyone driving a Range Rover? Was this partly sponsored? Did it they could well be, the, couldn't it? I think so. Yeah, he, he, so he stops to pick up hitchhikers. Yep. And like the first thing he says is, Hi, I'm Peter Walmsley. I run, I run the local excavation dig. Will come in handy later in the episode. Um, clunky, clunky as hell. Um, but I like the actor. He's a good actor. Well, what do I know him from, Ian? I know his face. Uh, oh, he's, he's was it Zed Cars or something uh, like yeah, that? Yeah, he, he was in Zed Cars. That was his famous role. Um, but he's been in tons of stuff. He, he, he's like been in Lovejoy, um, uh, Howard's Way. Right. Uh, yeah, it, he's one of those faces. It'll be but, yeah, Zed, Zed Cars. Cars. Zed Cars was his. Uh, yeah, was his major role. It's the same as the bloke behind the bar. I know him from somewhere yes. as well. I, I thought that, but then I, I didn't know what Every, that the, the the blind woman is from something because well, because Anne laughed that it was her. She goes, she used to be in something terrible. I can't remember what. It was. What a soap. But she used to watch. Yeah, I think it was a soap or you know something like a long prisoner cell block H style. You know, really embarrassing. <coughs> um. But yeah, so he introduced himself and does a lot of expositional uh, sort of dialogue. Uh, and then we get our first look at um, the stupid English Kniggets. Well, I've got the word atrocious rather awful, than stupid. That, that crash landing night, yeah. that's penicillin, isn't it? It's our, our hero um, landing. He, he's yes. the first to land, isn't he? Yeah, so we get this... <laughs> well, I don't know who thought it would look good. Of of the the cutout of the night travelling through space towards the planet, because the the actual explosion's quite good, and if the night rising up where Anselin rises up, and that's okay, but no, it just does. It looks awful when you see the night flying. Why did they bother? It it is awful. Yeah. Um, where where is he coming from? Uh, I don't know because they're meant to be from a different dimension. Yeah, they've come and, sideways yeah. from a different dimension. Yeah. So. You know, what, what I mean, at the end, old Bambera says to him, uh, do you have cars in your world? And yeah. he's like, no. no. But but 
if they've only just come on a sidestep from another reality, another universe, that must be 1980 on their version of the Earth. Yeah, so why is he I up in know. space? Yeah, I, I, it's a good question. I don't know. Perhaps they, in their version of 1980, somehow all these knights have survived. I mean, I know they say some of them are um, immortal, so... So perhaps they've got a moon base, moon base Camelot. What, and he's flown down he's from the moon base? Down from it, yeah. Could be. But how does he breathe? He, uh, this well, is just they, a. They make out that these these are like, and again, this could be a budget thing in it because they they make mention of the futuristic suits of armor. And it's like they're not futuristic; they're just straight off the shelf. Yeah, in the script, they are yeah. meant to. That, yeah. that, that they're meant to be like your know, futuristic armor that somewhat resembles. A medieval yes. knight, yeah. you know, but the budget hasn't stretched. So it. they use a medieval knight made out of plastic. It's that yeah. none of these suits of armor with, with are, are, are convincing. Yeah. No. Well, they could have solved all of this by just having instead of him flying through the space as a knight, create a pod. You know, yes. like uh, Android invasion, something like that. But no, he falls from space. Yeah. This guy, um, in a regular suit of armor, he, I don't know how he breathes when he's up there or where he's come from, but he. he he flies through the atmosphere, doesn't burn up, crashes, like you say, with a quite a decent explosion, and isn't bruised at all or anything. No. And later on, when they take his helmet off, when he's in the barn at uh, the brewery, um, you can see there's no padding. That helmet is just loose. So yeah. he would have he would have ripped his face to pieces. So you would think he's like a superhuman type, but no, yes. he's in as much danger as anybody else when they're in their sword fights. Yeah. Perhaps, I mean, and if the armour is futuristic and super protection why does he take it off mm. um, his outfit's not too bad it's the no, bad guy's outfits yeah. I don't like yeah Mordred is, is terrible um, yeah I like his suit of armor. I think it's alright I, I like the helmet yeah this, yeah this is a yeah he's a redeeming character for me yeah yeah a bit uh, too pretty but he's alright yeah mm. yeah, yeah I, I suppose that shows that he hasn't been He's, he's not been hit in the face much, so he must be a good fan. Yeah, he hasn't got a broken nose, no, no. Yeah. We, we then get carry-on of the uh, the expositionary dialogue, and this this just makes me laugh. So Wormsley pulls up <coughs> and says, there's uh, Vortigan's Lake, yep. and uh, the Doctor's going, oh, you know, Vortigan, and he gives a history of, of why this would be relevant later. And then Ace looks down and says, like, Professor, look, a missile convoy. How does she know? It's literally two <laughs> trucks. You can't see a missile. We never there. do see the missile, do we? We never see the missile, no. Because they, they haven't got one. So again, I think the script probably said, we see a massive nuclear missile on the back of the... Now you see a BBC outside catering van. That's all it, That's is. All it is. Yeah, yeah, with a tarpaulin over it. Oh dear. And then, and then we get, um, which I think they thought was going to be a... Uh, a brilliant, much-quoted line where the Doctor says, nuclear missile, and Ace goes, how do you know? He goes, it's got a graveyard stench. And it just comes across as stupid and pathetic, isn't it? It's like... It is daft. Yeah, it's very it's like, daft. Oh. Also daft is the idea that the Doctor keeps in his hat the unit oh, passes yeah. for himself and Liz Shaw. This... Uh, this yeah, this, ha this sort of scene happens a lot, doesn't it, where where the protagonist will need something that you've never seen before and you'll never see again, and yet it's kept somewhere about their person that you would have seen it. Yep. You know, before. So he, he opens his, he does a Tom Baker and he opens all his pockets, despite the fact that we can plainly see 
in previous shots, there's nothing in his pocket. <laughs> so he empties his massively bulging pockets now. And then go, oh, I remember. And tips his hat off. And they're literally sat on his head. They're not in the hat right. tucked in. They're not hidden in the lining. No, nope, they're just sat. So presumably, all the time we've ever known Sylvester McCoy's doctor, he's had two unit passes under his hat. Mm-hmm. Isn't it really handy, though, if it's not? And he just decided to do that this morning. Or can you go down the route of this is the uh, this is the Machiavellian doctor, of course, so he knows his own future, yeah. and he knew he would need this. In which case, you'd think, well, why not give get some passes that are a bit more up to date? Well, presumably these passes have got photos, so there'll be a photo yeah. of Liz Shaw, which Ace doesn't look like, and it'll be John yeah. Pertwee. Well, well, they did actually have... They did make two passes for this, one of no, John did Pertwee they? and one of... Yeah. And um, at, at the convention in uh, Abingdon that I went to, where JNT was there, he actually bought them along and auctioned them off. Oh, it's part of that auction you've said weeks, about yeah. before. Yeah. Oh, so, right. Yeah. As did one of the um, faceplates, the bad guy's faceplates. Right, um, right. Which I think were also... They originally came from one of the other Doctor Who stories, so it's either uh, um, Androids of Tara or... Oh, yeah, it yeah, does look yeah. like one of them. Yeah. It's yeah, it does. Because the big selling point was that it was in this new story, Battlefield, not that it was a classic prop they'd hacked up. <laughs> but, you know, that's hindsight is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Mm. Um, can I also say uh, uh, Ace is atrocious in this story? You're not can a I fan, are you? You're not a fan. No, she is bloody irritating, I must say. Uh, nothing, no, again, nothing against Sophie Aldred. I've no. met Sophie Aldred on multiple occasions. She's a lovely lady. Um, you know, I can't say she's a good actress because I don't really consider her much else. Um, but as Ace, she's not aged well, has she? The, no. The, the characterization is awful. The dialogue is terrible. And I have to say, I don't think she's that good an actress in the Doctor Who. Well, world. visually as well, you know, this whole bomber jacket with your arms rolled up with your Fanderson and Blue Peter badges on and stuff. It's all just very silly and naff and it's just it's just not for this me. Is, this is... She she is the walking equivalent of the Doctor New Adventures novels, aren't they? In that they thought it was edgy and adult and, and oh, so street and none of it's aged really well and it all just comes across as this, a little bit pathetic and... Mm. 13-year-old boys have written this type of thing. This is, this is what 13-year-old boys thought was cool. Yeah. Wasn't it? Well, maybe the graveyard stench line would have resonated with a 13-year-old. You know? Yeah, especially with a goth. Yeah. Yes, yeah. All right, well, you were saying about the, the masks being auctioned off, and we get our first proper look at all the bad guy knights who have, uh, have arrived. Yeah. And um, some of them look like the Knights of Wren to me, and some of them look like the Knights of Knee. Some of them look like the Black Knight from Monty yeah. Python well, and the Holy you've Grail. Got, <coughs> I think you've got three distinct levels of knight here. Haven't you? You've got the, the hero knights who are at the front, like say they're wearing hand-me-down Mm-hmm. Uh, old Doctor Who mask and they look alright yeah, like, okay. then you've got the mid-range ones where you, it's like uh, okay and then you've got Lord Bucketheads at the yes back. that's they, exactly they, it Yeah, they, they look like they're made out of cardboard and the people playing them are I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to find out that they're fans that visited the show mm. because they can't march they can't <laughs> act they can't do anything and they move like embarrassed people that know they're on camera. 
Yeah, they're, they're terrible, the old bucket heads. Yeah. Um, shortly after that, we've got you know, the Doctor and Ace, they meet Bambera. Yeah. Yeah. But also, at the same time, for some reason, the Brigadier is told that the Doctor's back. But really, the Doctor's never been away, has he? Not really. Not really, no. Not, hmm. Yeah, it's... It is... Because I think this... Yeah, this is when... This is when... Um, uh, I, I, I'm going to call him Corporal Lane. His name's... I've written it down, I can't even read it. Is it Dredge in the um, So, yeah, so he... Bambera says, these people are idiots, why did you uh, Why did you bother bringing a man in? He says, ah, oh, when I worked for a uh, unit back in the day with Lethbridge-Stewart, um, we had a scientific advisor. Note this, we had a scientific advisor. Not, mm. there used to be stories of something. How old is he? Yeah, yeah, I, I was thinking that because it's, yeah. so, it's sometime in Ace's future. Ace is from the 80s, yeah. so this is like conjecture. It's the 90s or maybe the 2000s. But the unit stories take place in the seventies, early eighties, don't they? Yeah, and I suppose you could, you could possibly go. Okay, if we allow the the utmost end of the unit dating controversy, so we say actually the unit stories were in the, the late seventies, early eighties, as we've done, and this one could be yeah, knock it back a bit. But that means the poor brigadier in a ten-year period has gone from his 70s looking <laughs> self to this. Yes. <laughs> it's it's trying all these alien invasions, you know, it's, it's taking its yes. toll, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, um, they check in at the hotel and they meet this girl, this Chinese girl. Oh, God. What's her point in the story? Well, that, that was my question. Where has she come from? Why is she there all by herself? And and what is the point of her at all? She has no yeah. point. She's purely there for expositionary dialogue for Ace, isn't it? Because of the scene later on. But she, yeah, she serves no real purpose. She has no right, sort of, being there as a character in itself. Um, and I have to say, she's bloody awful. She's as she, she's yeah. alongside Ace, and that, yes. that that's kind yeah. of fitting, really, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. And and it, it's this almost feels like these these two characters are meant to be more twelve, thirteen year olds. The way they're treated, the way they act, mm. rather than twenty something ladies. Yeah, I know Ace is meant to be younger than Sophie Aldred was at the time, but. Yeah, it just it's so weirdly weirdly sort of active. It's very Well, strange. yeah, that Chinese girl weirdly acts. Uh, and we and we we have the terrible scene with the 5 pound piece and the uh, and the wind up robot yeah. spider. So this this, thing. this is quite so so in this sequence we get quite a few this is the future moments in it. So Oh, we got the phone, about, haven't we? Well, he says about the king. So yeah. he says uh, and it's like, oh, you didn't guess that right, did you? Who could have thought that poor Charlie's still... Still hanging on. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we get one, and it's like, it's aged really well. So they did this thing at the time where the doctor buys two drinks. And this is the, the exact opposite of the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide joke. So in Hitchhiker's Guide, uh, uh, Ford orders six pints and pays with a fiver and says to the barman, keep the change. And the barman's shocked. He's like, keep the change because they were so cheap mm. and that's dated really badly because you now watch it and you go what yeah what yeah. and then this one is the opposite so they went aha 
it's the future, therefore drinks would be massively expensive. Two drinks for a fiver. But now we watch it and go, two drinks for a fiver, that's a good pub. Yeah, that's not I bad. And then then we get, you know, right, we get the voice activated phone scene, which is sort of middling, I'll give them that. They, you know, they've, they've hit that we've got a lot of voice activated stuff. Um, so, so yeah, we've got the good, the bad, and the middling on yeah. the futuristic scales. Yeah, but we um, also get bad next. We, we, we've got this crappy um, shootout around the TARDIS. Well, yeah. It, <laughs> so many scenes take place around this TARDIS, and people hide behind it in plain sight. Yes. I, yeah, Bambera goes bizarre. off around the side. Yeah. You've got pen- yeah. pe- penicillin if, fighting. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like, really like there's weird. Some sort of dimensional door there, and she disappears off the face of the earth. I, I don't know where she goes. Yeah. So, and I remember, I remember hating this at the time because for this season and the season before, it's like the, the effects guys had discovered sparklers, you know, like yeah. spark shoes, and every single weapon you see in this era is has the same firing effect, which is this sparkle thing going off, and it's um, horrible. It just looks so cheap. And then yeah. the music kicks in, the action thing, and that's god-awful. Terrible tone. Well, we're meant to find this all exciting, aren't we? But it's not. It's yeah. it's really, really not. Um, and back at the hotel, we've we've got this scabbard on the wall, haven't we? Yes. Um, well, <laughs> you know, because I mean, the scabbard looks cheap as anything. And I love the fact that they're saying this is a priceless artifact. It's like ancient and he's he's hung it up next to some old cheap horse grass yes which is funny. but then because you i mean you, you've been in a few pubs like this haven't you if you start looking at things on the wall does the barman immediately give you the complete history of that item <laughs> well i they generally don't do they well I, I would have thought on the first friday or saturday night that it was on the wall it would be nicked wouldn't it yes true yeah you know well, Hmm. And I, I love this. Um, the the scabbard is worth ten of the blade. No, it's not. No. Don't, don't be an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> don't be an idiot. I mean, War, <laughs> Wormsley says it's you know eighth century. It's very valuable. Yes. Why are yeah. you hanging it up then in, in yeah? That's, it's like, this in is the bar of a hotel. Valuable. Yeah. I'll hang it on a hook. Um, and then the doctor says, no, no, no. It's much, much older than that. Which shows that Wormsley is a terrible archaeologist. If that's the case. What is the point of this scabbard? Is it uh, so the doctor uses it at the end to go through that dimension? Is that is that what it's for? Could be. I don't know. Uh. I don't know. I think I think I don't. I literally don't know. Um, that says a lot about this story. I literally don't know what's going on. Uh, but then, so the, the next scene is um, Bambera gives the doctor an ace of lift. Or is it? No, that was no, no, no. Back to the pub because I couldn't work out. She goes, she says something like, "She's giving them the lift back," and the doctor says something like, "We could have walked." She goes, "That's all right, I'm going that way." And then she goes, "I wanted to show you the lake anyway." But why? Why would yeah. the military brigadier want to take two complete strangers that she thinks are idiots and show them a lake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a nuclear missile there, and and yeah. uh, as far as she's concerned, they've turned up with forged unit passes. Yeah. They should be in a bloody stockade somewhere. They should be, in yeah. Instead, we've got... I thought of you, because you said last week, you know, um, preferring Mel over Ace. I thought of you with the whole boom scene wow. coming up. 
in the beer garden with Ace and the Chinese girl. I don't know what her name was. They say it a few times. I'm so disinterested yeah. in her. I can't remember her name. But yeah, but this and whole... It's not, it's not that we're racist. No, not, no, not in the slightest. Boring. She's just so boring. Uh, yeah, this whole boom thing that she goes. Yeah, oh, you're. Like, if Ace was 12, you could buy yeah, that, that couldn't work. you? Yeah. yeah. I I mean, teenagers aren't annoying, let's be honest. But this is super annoying. I remember hating this at the time. I, I never really understood the absolute love and devotion that the fan base at the time gave Ace. Like this was some sort of revolutionary character and so adult and so ahead of itself. I, I just found it always embarrassing and it's not aged better. No. Because, yeah, she's doing this boom and then she's telling this story. She should, she should be in an institution. Why are they making, <laughs> why are they making such... Like, oh, we should be hero worship this person that freely, uh, you know, uses explosives and put people's lives in peril. Yeah. Um, she should be on the list somewhere, <laughs> to be fair. Um, it, oh. It's terrible seeing this. I hate it. it is terrible. I, I think the problem is, I mean, one boom is bad enough, yeah, but they repeat it, you know, and, and that's the problem. Closer up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when old penicillin comes through the air in oh that is terrible <laughs> when, when, when they right another thing i hate about this story is their the, the knight's bloody stupid hand grenades that they have to pull yes. the pin out with their teeth right and they they lob one at him and he goes up in the air doesn't he <laughs> yeah oh dear oh dear i mean that's the it's goodies like the goodies yeah i literally yeah i've got it in my notes it's the goodies oh. um because you know what um that's not how hand grenades work. No. You know. They, that, that, they shower you with razor-sharp shrapnel. Yes. <laughs> they yes. rip exactly. you to pieces. Yes. You don't fly through the air. Yeah, oh, you, dear. Um, I mean, it's less believable than that scene in Buck Rogers in 25th Century where he puts a crash helmet over a hand grenade and uses it <laughs> to propel him up onto a ledge. It's, um, it's that calibre, yeah. definitely. Yeah, old Gordon Bennett. Um, yes. So yeah, he, he crashes through the roof of the brewery, and they find him in there, and they, yes. he, they the doctor and takes this, his helmet off. I like that. I lo- I I think this is one of the best scenes in the show. So yeah, so um, they find this Kniggett uh, laying there. Kniggett, a silly English Kniggett. Um, they find him laying there, and they they take his helmet off because because Ace goes android, and the doctor pokes him with his umbrella and says no, no human. That's a good umbrella, isn't it? Oh, what, what, is that some exotic? <laughs> Species detection thing. Um, also, Sylvester, lose them. Lose the end. Oh. It's making you look like an idiot. <laughs> it's not good, <laughs> is it? Shell. It's not good. Um, so they take his helmet off and he he starts coming around and he looks up at the doctor and he says, Merlin. And he thinks it's um, Merlin. It's the guy from Army of Darkness, isn't it? It's it is. Yeah, yeah. The, the king or the prince or whoever yeah, he was. Right, yeah, yeah. And Anne Reckless, she goes, um, that's um, Robert Campbell Black. Campbell Black. And I says, who's that? She goes, that he's from Riders. And it's like, oh, okay. And she goes, oh, he was the he was the sexy uh, evil cad, um, but he had a horrible monobrow. And then he turns around and says, yeah, he's still there. Um, yes. But evidently, that's not his name. That was the character's name. So fair do she remembered the character's name from Riders. 
but his name is Marcus Gilbert. M Marcus Gilbert, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's um, been in a bunch of stuff, Robin of Sherwood, and he was in the Biggles film as well and stuff like that. I you know. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I forgot him. Mm. Um, and he's he's really good. I like, I, th I think he's the best thing in this show. He's he's just he's playing it seriously, but with just the right amount of twinkle. And he's obviously a much better actor than most of the other people in this. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go along with that. Yeah. Um, so he's he's a high point for me. Yeah, him and uh, the drink saved this yep. story. He is a high point. I also like the idea, nominally, that the Doctor, at some point, was Merlin. Yes, in, I, yeah, in some I think form that's, or another. That's, I, that's interesting. Clever. Yeah, you know? interesting, clever. Um, and I like later on when they said, "Are you Merlin?" He says, "No, I could be though." Yeah. In the See, future, that that the is that is interesting. That. That's good. Yeah. Even though, yeah, I yeah, that's good. But then later on, when he says, "Oh, uh, yeah, I I put this spaceship here," it, I it recognised my voice, and it's like, yeah, but. Not every incarnation of the Doctor has the same voice, do they? No. Yeah, there's problems. There's some good little scenes coming up, playing on that. But yeah, it doesn't quite, it doesn't quite work unless the idea was that in one of the next seasons that we never got was going to be the Merlin story. Yes. This version of Doctor. In which case, fine. But Anselin does say, "Oh, you change your your." This is the bit I like. I mean, it's I like. Ben Aaron, 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 whatever his name is, uh, script here, you know, because he says, you know, he, uh, your face is different, but your manner's the same, and yes. don't you ride the ship of time, he says, you know, the ship that is larger within than without. Yeah. Um, this would have been a perfect story to do with Matt Smith, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because he's very sort of McCoy-ish. Yeah, but it, I, I like this, and this is, this show, this is what I say, it shows, shows the great strengths that they were starting to get some really good writers on the show. But it also shows a weakness in that they just didn't have the the, uh, the capability to do the story well. Um, but yeah, so and, and the next scene just makes me laugh because it's the classic. So the bad guys sort of line up, don't they? And they say they come in and it's like <laughs> kill them now, kill them now, and just stand there. Mm -hmm. Although my favourite favourite, I'm going to just jump ahead about three minutes. We'll come back. But my favourite, favourite scene that I had, to, I rewound and said to him, look, 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 this is brilliant, is when they leave this scene, because they, the Doctor sort of does his threatening bit, and that's says, oh, we'll go. And Mordred goes, we'll go now, you've beaten us this time. And he leads them out. But they're not going anywhere, because you can still <laughs> see them stood there for the rest of the scene with their capes flowing. It's like, oh, man, that's classic. Ugh. That's oh, it's brilliant. dire, isn't it? It is really dire. Yeah. Um, and that's the end of the episode, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, but part two, right? Just going back to what we were saying, because, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, uh, Penicillin and Anacillin, Marcus, whatever his name is, he tells Mordred to look at the Doctor, right? And that he's yeah. Merlin. And he yeah. says, you can't be, we sealed you in an ice cave. What you were saying just there, how nice would it have been if during, say, Matt Smith's era, they wrote the prequel to this story yeah, where Matt Smith is Merlin and you see him at the end putting that spaceship there, writing the yeah. note and putting it in the suit of armour and tie in Matt Smith to Sylvester yeah, McCoy. That, that would be brilliant. And you could have done it in a way that, even if you had never seen this, the Matt Smith story still is a good adventure, makes sense. Yeah. 
But you've also got the, the people that have seen this go, oh, oh, and it, extra layer. Yeah, that would have been nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. But that whole thing you were saying about they don't go anywhere, it, it's it's terrible. I mean, you know, it, it's like Amdram, you know, and Sylvester, this is one of my problems starting to reveal itself. Sylvester McCoy is going all angry and snarly equals acting, and it's terrible. He, there's, there's, it gets more and more scenes like this throughout this story, right to the final one. And he cannot do it. He cannot do angry acting, snarling. It, it comes across terrible. Um, I said to Anne on, on, on his, one of his final things where he's shouting them down. Um, and I said, oh, he's, he's, just, he's just not great in him. And she goes, well, what do you expect? He's no man. <laughs> mm. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. Yeah, true. True. So, yeah, we've got... <laughs> Mordred goes off and he gets these couple of balls, doesn't he? And yes. from somewhere or other. I mean, they've That's all crash-landed, haven't they? Where, where he's yeah. got his balls from, I don't know. And we get this talk about there being two universes and two realities. And that guy playing Mordred is terrible. Yeah, he, is he is really he bad. Is awful, yeah. He's awful, um, I, I won't even say he's hamming it up. He's just terrible. It's, it's Amdram... I've got CBBC yeah. acting. Yeah, it's possibly an insult to CBBC. I don't even think it's at that level. Mm. Um, but yeah, I wondered why. It's like, why did they? Why did they fly here if they can obviously the uh, Morgane can just transport stuff across? Why does she then need a gateway when she can transport herself across? Yeah, because she does. She arrives between yeah. the balls, doesn't she? She does. Yeah, she she arrives between uh, uh, Mordred's balls. balls. <laughs> And she says she can feel Merlin. He's worn many faces, yes. you know, which is which all I, right. I, I like these sort of. I love these sort of um, these sort of lines. And to be fair, Jean Marsh can play this stuff in her sleep. She's brilliant. Oh, I she she is good. She's, she's straight out of Willow, isn't she? Oh, she is exactly the same in Willow as she is yeah. here, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. I think so it's the same where, fingernails as well. Well, I, I looked at the costume. Thought, did she did she keep it from Willow? Is that the same costume? It probably is. Hmm. So next day, down at the dig, they find an inscription, and the doctor says it's it's in his handwriting, right? Yes. Where where where, where they're going to blow up this thing and then find the tunnel? It says "dig yeah. here" in the doctor's handwriting. Yeah, which I I, I quite I quite like that because it, it, it when Sylvester McCoy is is doing light-hearted, and he's all right, he's okay. He just he cannot do dramatic acting. No. But when he yeah, see he. he, he, he I mean, it, it's it's a bit silly that she just brushes it and it's there, and it's like, had you not noticed this, Peter Wamsey? Are you that bad an archaeologist? And then he goes, what 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 does what do those runes mean? And the doctor says something. He goes, how do you can read that? And he goes, in my handwriting, or what language is it? It's in my handwriting. Oh, that's all right. That's a, that's a nice line. But then they hammer it home later on when they find a note in there. Yeah. It's like subtlety's gone again. Um, have we missed? Have we? Because. The other note I've got here is, why the hell hire Nick Courtney back and then have him two episodes in a helicopter? I've got such padding with the brigadier in the helicopter. Yeah. They keep cutting back to him. That's a very slow helicopter because he takes off, yeah. it's daylight. They arrive at London, it's night time. Yeah. He spends night uh, the, the evening talking to Geneva yeah. and then flies back to this lake. I also can't quite work out <laughs> what's going on, why they want him to go to this lake. 
Because all, all that anyone is aware of at the moment is that a missile convoy is stuck in the mud. Yeah, but why is that missile... That, I mean, they have asked this at the beginning. Why is the missile convoy by that lake? Where's it going? What's it doing? I don't know. I don't, hmm. Is it on its way somewhere? I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's all very, um, very uh, poorly explained, any of this. So it's just a coincidence yeah. that unit and a missile just happen to be there at this point yeah. where, you know, they start, nights start falling out the sky. But can you imagine, because we don't really get involved in any of the conversations as to why the brig's here. So the, the idea is, so, and it's, it's a bit weirdly timed. So we get the first scene in episode one where Dallas gets the phone call from the head of Geneva. And yeah. the thinks, oh, it's just, it's a reunion dinner or something. No, no, it's, they want you to go down there. So at this point, all they know is that the convoy is is bogged down. Yeah. Um, and the, the only thing I can think of is that Bambira radioed head office and said, there's some guy here calling himself the Doctor. I thought it would have been the other guy. You know, the, no, her been, lieutenant yeah, maybe uh, did yeah. it. But wouldn't, wouldn't it have made more sense for... I suppose we wouldn't have got the helicopter scene in, but... I can't see Geneva. I imagine Geneva would go what? So, or or is this the start of the the entire UK and world people look out for the Doctor? Any mention? It just makes no sense. Hmm. I like to think that that uh, that, that, that they thought the best man for this job of arranging for a tractor to pull the the wagons out of the mud. We need a retired brigadier for this. <laughs> No, I, the more you're talking, the more I'm thinking about it. It's still... It, no, I, right, so the Doctor's right, written this thing, dig here, right? So that's the Doctor sometime in his future is going to do that, yes? Yes. Who was also Merlin to these in people. In a different dimension. In a different yeah. dimension. So he yeah. comes back to his reality yeah. to bury the spaceship at the bottom of the lake. Yeah, I don't know whether... Whether Arthur tried to escape here, to this dimension or universe, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. But what is now bringing back, you know, more gain and more and dread have, and yeah, everybody? Why have they waited two thousand years or whatever it's meant to be? A thousand years. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, more gain. Morgane, she it must have looked lovely on Blu-ray. Uses her crappy uh, pink lightning to knock oh, the exactly. helicopter down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she says, uh, these people rely too much on machines. Says the person using electronic hand grenades, but... Yeah, it's true. too much on machines. Says the person using uh, dimensional gateway booster board. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she says, so she's going to knock around Skype. So, yeah, uses a, a stick on fingernails, hits the, the helicopter. Uh, helicopter comes down, and then we get the most pathetic, we can't afford to damage a helicopter explosion scene because it explodes and the Brigadier, they're fr thrown forward and uh, the, the helicopter pilot, who's a really, I quite liked her character I don't know what yeah. means, but she dies far too early and she kills someone else um, she says um, I can't believe we've destroyed it, and he goes yes five million pounds worth of of helicopter and we've destroyed it and then it cuts to a shot and it's bin lining <laughs> over a wooden frame it's like that ain't five million pounds mate no 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 you've been conned mate tops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well Ace's 
bomb that she set off has, has uncovered this tunnel, right? Uh, made of concrete in the 8th century. And she says, but concrete wasn't invented then. Uh, yes, it was. The Romans had concrete. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's wrong. That, that shows the benefit of Ace's uh, um, London estate upbringing, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. Oh, we've missed... Oh, I, I just got to go back a little bit because we have missed the most embarrassing scene in the history of Doctor Who, perhaps, which is um, just before this when Mordred starts doing that evil laugh. Oh yes, that's what I meant by the CBBC yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah, oh, this is t- this is terrible. His incantations, um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it's just you know in in um, Austin Powers when Doctor Who starts laughing and it goes on for like five minutes and they're all embarrassed. Like, it's that it just goes on forever. Yeah, yeah. Very poor. Very poor. Yeah. But to to make up for that, Jean Marsh looks amazing in the costumes. Yes, yeah, and she gives old you know Mordred the thicko a telling off. And and, yes. and he yeah. goes off with his knights I, of knee, doesn't he? Well, I love I love this. This is um, this is right on my street. So, I love the idea that that they're honour bound, and that because he's he's started a fight without respecting the the honour dead, and that she she feels that they're not as uncivilized because they honour the their dead that died. Brilliant! I love this stuff. Right, hmm. right up my street. So well well done on that. Yeah. Um, well. Under the lake, down that tunnel, they find that spaceship, yes. don't they? And the Doctor tells the door to open, which it does, because it yes. recognises his voice. Doesn't it look cheap? Yep, yep. Um, and this is the start now in this story, where Morgane is, like, you know, wandering around. Yeah. And not really doing much. Well, they've, um, got no, they've got no story points for him, have they? So, basically, they've said, oh, um, we got nothing to do. Just have a wander around the village. Go and have a pint. Well, she literally right. stumbles across yeah. the brigadier. The two bump into each yeah. other, don't they? You know? Yeah. It, which, again, is a, is a really nice scene between two really good professional actors. But, yeah, it's, it's all very low-key, isn't it? It's like, oh, oh, there you are. <laughs> Type. Very strange, mm. but I do like the, uh, I do like the relationship that she, you know, was like. She she wants a truce. Yeah, I'll, I will the, kill the, you the, later. The, she yeah, says, doesn't she? Like, Let me see if I understand you. Yeah, <laughs> you want to, and then she does that sort of classic line that makes no sense: is your words are unfamiliar to me, but your meaning is clear. That's not how words work. If no. they're unfamiliar for you, you cannot understand what they're saying. <laughs> Bless you. All right. So after that, you know, the doctor now says that Merlin is responsible for yes. the ship. You know, um, and that's when Ace says, "Are you Merlin?" And he goes, "No, but I could be in the future." Yeah. Um, and uh, we we briefly see Arthur's ship, don't we, in a fish tank? Yes. Looking very crabby. Yeah, I don't know who made. I, I haven't been able to find out who made that model, but it's quite a nice little model. Yeah, um, it's not, not filmed again. Video effects, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you've got to expect it at this time, don't they? Yeah. Don't, uh, don't you? Yeah. yeah. And they find Arthur from the other dimension. He, he's slumped across the. Well, presumably that's the stone, isn't it? And uh, Ace pulls Excalibur out of the stone, and. And this I had totally forgotten. I had totally forgotten this terrible, terrible snake head thing that but starts think, wishing around. Yeah, but think about this for a second, though. This is this is either incredibly obscure but well judged realization of the Doctor's character, 
Oh, it, it's not very good. So the doc, this, the doctor set this all up, and he's the mm. one that set this. That if anyone moves Excalibur, this snake thought, thing comes. Snake up. things will come out, <laughs> which is sort of the like Troughton doing setting the tomb of Cybermen yes, yep. to kill people, but doesn't really. It, it doesn't seem a very doctorish thing to do, does it? Well, it gives you a, a climax to episode two, doesn't it? That's because true, you've yes. got Ace in the in the water tank. And you've got the Doctor being chased around by the snake head. Um, and, of course, it's that water tank scene, isn't it? Yes, yeah. The, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite a nice scene. I mean, it, it, could have, it could have cost the life of Sophie Aldred, in which case, can you imagine dying on this story? Oh, this is, this is how you go out. Yeah, but this is, this is how you will always be remembered. Hmm. It's not, not good. I mean, it, it shows the... Um, that the very poor state that the BBC had got into this point, because this this is this is the pinnacle of of the idea that you have no in-house facilities, mm. and they'd start doing it. So, so yeah, it, it probably wouldn't have happened under the old system where you had qualified BBC employees that did health and safety and wouldn't let you have water in studios and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's a horrible bit of film to watch. It's on the, the extras, so you can see it happening. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just can't think of a, a less worthwhile place, to, you know, to lose your life on. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised by because you know when I last watched this, it was just you know something I filmed off the TV, and I learnt about you know the the close call afterwards. But if you if you watch the extras first and you see the behind the scenes and you you see them talking about it and everything um is you know in episode three they use quite a bit of the footage oh, yeah. Yeah, of you it. can see all the broken glass yeah and you can see her being yeah. pulled out by the yeah. uh by the guys yeah, up at the top out, that's the that's her the, that's the escape hatch going off because i think the idea was this was going to be a much more extensive scene wasn't it and the doctor was going to set free and all this sort of stuff and then obviously when it happened, they they rewritten the storyline around it. Hmm. I think so. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, but the whole um, thing about this tank is, what is it for? It's, what does that um, do? Well, it's 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 so that we can have the lady in the lake scene, isn't it? That's oh, is that all it's for? That's all it's for. Yeah. Okay, all right, but I hate this. This is going back to the yeah, yeah. The, the the serials of the forties and fifties. You have yeah. the doctor clearly knocked unconscious yeah. by the snake thing. Ace is about to drown. Episode three begins. The doctor wakes up. Yeah, that's not a resolution to a cliffhanger. This is a switch that frees Ace with the sword. Yeah, it's, and I, I'm I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that this wasn't how it was meant to be. To go and perhaps the fact they couldn't get the shots they wanted, so they're thinking up on the oh, I'm willing to give them that, but yeah, it's not. It is with with one leap he was free type. Yes, it is resolution. It's not. No. <coughs> not great. No, like you say, Ace pops out. We get a little burst of uh, bubbles come out of the spaceship. And, and we're meant to believe that Sophie Aldred rising to the surface. And she does come out the water, just as yes. um, old this, Wormsley's talking yeah. to uh, old Marcus there. Yeah, this, this, was a big, this was a big scene as well, because you didn't 
back in classic you didn't you, you know, I know Davison had had one scene where he fell in water but you didn't get scenes like this no because they couldn't afford to knacker their costumes and that um, I did. I do like the line. I, I I think it's the Briggs says that. I didn't put that. It says, "It's that wretched girl." Like, <laughs> never a true word, mate. Never a true word. I tell you what. Watching those extras, I like the fact that you know uh, Sophie Aldridge says you know that when she was in the water, she had to have all sorts of shots and stuff, and had yeah. to be checked because uh, of Will's disease. You know that that a horrible yeah. disease you get from uh, ratwee that could have been in the water but then Sylvester McCoy saying this is the the, the water supply for Birmingham so yeah <laughs> just charming isn't it lovely, lovely. yeah all right so yeah the the, the, the doctor um, versus this snakehead thing it's stopped by the brigadier just standing on a horrible bit of plastic um, and that's that all and the way have, th- yeah it, it's, it's quite it's, it's both I think they did it right they underplayed it rather than doing a, a big scene, you know, a big thing. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it's quietly emotional, and I, I think it's all right. Oh, Sylvester's but, all right. I, yeah. I, I, I like the way he goes, oh, and with a big smile on his face, yeah. you know, and the brigadier knows that he's, this yeah. has got to Who be the doctor. Who else would it be, doctor? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Now, Morgane and Mordred and all the Knights of Knee, they're there to get Excalibur, aren't they? Yes. So throughout all of this, what exactly are they doing? Where are they and what are they doing? They just... what? Uh, I presume they're just they're stood by the side of the road waiting with their guns. But down. Mordred's having a pint in the yeah. hotel. Is he looking for Excalibur there, do you think? Well, he's very close to the scabbard, isn't he? Yeah, I suppose. And the maybe... scabbard's worth ten of the sword. Oh, it? yeah, maybe. So, you yeah. just take that back to Mordred, uh, to Morgaine and say... Well, she comes in. Ten times that. Yeah, yes, in she, comes Mummy. Another, uh, I got another... Uh, any, I mean, all of Gene Marsh's scenes great. I think I love, I like this scene as well. It's, it's really nicely played. Um, the thing is, I mean, that girl that you like, the helicopter pilot, right? Yeah. She would have survived, wouldn't she? Because she reads the girl's mind and she, and she goes to leave, doesn't she? If everyone had just kept their mouths shut... That girl wouldn't yep. have then been killed. Yeah, it's it's purely yeah. She she should have survived it. Um, I know they they've done it to show how evil Morgaine is, but then later on they they try and reverse that, don't they? And actually, she's done it all for love and that. And it's all yeah, but you still killed those people. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it it it's not good. It's it's really not good. Um, and she then she decides she's going to pay the tab that yes. her, her son has. Again, um, it's, again, I like that that that. She's an honourable person, and that they, you know, like the Lannisters, she always pays her bills. Um, and then she, she is totally thrown away because she makes the the blind woman see, which is really good. And then she, the blind woman, has all the surprise as if you know she'd opened a bag of crisps that she thought was salt and vinegar, and they were actually cheese and onion. Well, well, for a lot of the no, rest of it, she acts like she still can't still see. Still blind, yeah. Yes, that's what they're all about. Um, at that point, that's when the Knights of Knee attack, um, yes. as I say, using these hand grenades that they pull the pin out of with their teeth. Um, I hate I hate the whole bit with Bambera, you know, firing out the sunroof, and that knight goes magnificent yeah. as she goes past. Well, I, that's I'm terrible. Notes, I've got magnificent in quotes, and then, no, not really. No, this so, whole so, battle is so badly staged. It's terrible. Yeah, it's the the battles are terrible in this. 
Um, and also, my question is, do the do guns affect these people or not? Because we've shown at this point, uh, one of them being fired at close range at his face and laughing it off. Yeah. They've said firing your dun- guns don't do anything. The you know, it doesn't work. And then, but then she sees them all off by firing a few shots out the sunroof. Hmm. So do, do, so w- <laughs> do guns affect him or not? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, no, it's just not good. Um, and the brigadier brings in Bessie. Has, he's had Bessie yes. brought in. What? Why? Uh, I, I honestly don't know. Where fans. has Bessie been? Yeah. I mean, it's taken him ages to get there by helicopter. Yeah. But now Bessie's turned up. So, because it bears a little bit of, of looking at this, doesn't it? So... Again, I suppose it's a very new who idea, but at this point, we're we're to expect that the brigadier set all this up. That he's still got as much uh, the clout he needs to set all this up. This isn't something you you arrange over the phone. This must be that this task force is in place waiting for the doctor to return. So, but that makes no real sense no. at this point. It makes sense later on in new who, but it makes no sense at the moment. So the Brigadier has presumably kept Bessie in storage. Um, I like to think he actually nicked it. And he's been using it himself. What, to go down to the and garden centre? I think so, yeah. And then when they said the doctor said, oh my God, I better, I better pretend I was looking after it. And so he's done it. <laughs> I mean, the other question is, why... Isn't it really lucky that they changed the number plate to Who7? Yes. But also really unlucky now that he's not the seventh doctor. No, he's not now. No. So, <laughs> so, you know, 10 out of 10 for style, but minus several million for accuracy. Uh, mm. And also, I mean, I love Bessie. I absolutely adore Bessie. Um, but that the new engine, I know they did it at, in season 12, or in season 11, but that new engine is awful. Mm. It? It, it now, it, it's ruined looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, oh, yeah, it... And then the brigadier says, um, oh, this is not like old unit. We've got something, we've got uh, special Dalek killing bullets. And yeah. We've got uh, gold tips for Cybermen. Something uh, for the Yetis, hold wasn't on, there? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How does he know that gold tip bullets work on Cybermen? Yes, that's a very good point. Because yeah. we only found out in Revenge of Cybermen, which is well in the future. Yes, this is very true. Um, <laughs> did he buy the Doc 2 files, maybe? Maybe he did that. Flicking through it, going, we just need gold bullets. How many? Uh, how many you got? Um, yeah. <coughs> um, it's silly, isn't it? It's silly. Yeah, but if, if you're talking silly gadget things. The doctor's got a control for Bessie that he just so <laughs> happens to have in his pocket. Just carries, yeah. So just a really lucky story for him. He says he packed a couple of unit passes and met unit. He has got Bess's control knob that we've never ever seen before. No one's ever used, but luckily he has it. But then it's like presumably no one told poor Sylvester what he's meant to do with this because he pops it on the, the center and just waggles that that paddle um, switch. That paddle in in it's like what. Did you notice, you being a modeler, that where that paddle switch is, it is surrounded by a, a, a Tamiya 135th scale truck wheel half? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. You can still see the, uh, 
Yes, oh, it's oh, good yeah. grief. I know Do it's you know a quick what? shot, yeah. but oh dear. You know what would have um, would have worked instead of that futuristic gubbins? Uh, khaki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, does that mean that that they've not been able to run Bessie, so they've had to tow the bloody thing everywhere? Well, I guess so. Where's the tow truck then? Yeah. I, I guess that's gone and back why, to the. It's probably gone to get the missile convoy out of the mud. Oh dear. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's not good. And 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 the crap. Yeah, you know, roaring off with the crap fire, the Back to the yes. Future style, oh. you know, fire I mean, they track. Might, they might as well have had a shot of Ace and Chinese girl rubbing their eyes. <laughs> yeah, so oh. corny. It is really bad, um, really bad. Um, Morgane, meanwhile, she's finally doing something now. She's going to summon the Destroyer, isn't she? Yes. Um, yeah, who, who we still won't see for a little while because we've got this crap battle. It's got crap music it's got crap acting topped off by the worst thing in this story the absolute worst that's, that's a, a big old claim well you gonna... you know you said how you know it chips away from your 100 percent and it chips and chips and chips a massive great iceberg chunk falls off when you've got shouty doctor coming in and stopping things, you know, and it's like, well, just oh, stab him. Someone just stab yeah, him. I'll, uh, I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll let you have that one. Yeah, this is, it is awful. He, <laughs> he is terrible. He can't do it. Shouting doesn't equate acting. No. Sylvester. No, it's, um, I, find, I find a lot of Sylvester McCoy's dramatic acting is quite embarrassing to watch. This is awful. Similar, he does a similar thing in um, Survival, the final story, doesn't he, where he's... Oh yes! Impassioned shouting speech. If we if we fight together, we die together. It's like, oh. See, see, as I say, before I I watch this again, I I can remember just being very disappointed and oh, it's all a bit silly. But I'd forgotten just how crap moments like this are. Yes. And and yeah. you know, it's like oh, I am not enjoying this story now, I, not at I all. Did, at, the, at the beginning of the scene where they they pull up. Um, and, and Briggs says, um, what are you going to do? Ask him to stop. In that scene, I, there, there was this really strange um, sort of whirring noise in the Blu-ray. Um, I worked it out. It was actually Pertwee turning in his brain. <laughs> because Sylvester McCoy stalls the bloody car. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, uh, <laughs> not, not, not good with clutches, are you? So, no, dear, oh dear. And... Right after that, Morgane meets, you know, Ace and the other one oh, oh, in know, their circle of chalk. Oh, no, no, I, 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 I raise you, I raise you, Sylvester McCoy, yeah. shouting as the most embarrassing thing in this program, is we get what's supposed to be a highly charged emotional scene between the two worst actors <laughs> in the world that ends with the Ace saying, you silly little slant-eyed... To a Chinese person. It's awful. It is awful. Oh my god. Yeah, because they're meant to be acting like they're being mentally, you know, affected, yes. aren't they? And they're getting angry with each other, and it's like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, so, All right. I mean, Sophie Oldfield is totally, when she's doing the. What did you call me? It's just, yeah. It's like, oh my god, is he. Because I know. I know um, Sophie Oldfield says that. She saw Sylvester McCoy as a mentor and he gave her lots of tips on acting. Mm, <laughs> the penny drops. 
Yeah, no, she is not good. Um, she, she she can't. I, I where she is in that, you know. What did you say? And all that. It's it's like when she talks to Mike in the Dalek one about oh, you, Tay yeah. Rag. It, it's it's just like that, isn't it? It's like oh, Gordon Bennett. Um, but that that's when the episode ends because the dr- destroyer he appears, doesn't oh, yes. he? The much yeah. talked about destroyer, um, the, the, our, our character we're talking about. He finally appears because he's appeared in silhouette, hasn't he? Yes. Ha ha ha. Um, and he finally appears, and you know what? He's a, he's good. He's alright. He's he's a great mask, and he's he's brilliant. He is absolutely wasted in this story. Uh, yeah. He doesn't do anything though, but we find that out later. But yeah, oh my god, he looks good. It's this it, was on all. Do you remember the DWB that he was on the? Yes, I do. I do. Basically saying like like move over Star Wars. This is where effects are. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's a hundred percent, you know, a rip off of Tim Curry in Legend, oh, isn't it? it, is, yeah. it absolutely. Can you imagine if it had, a, if it had turned up and it was Tim Curry's as, um, darkness. Oh, that would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a good sculpt, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. like the. It's what they did at, at this time with animatronic masks. Is that you overplayed all the lip movements? Yes. You know, they are just far too, you know, heavy handed. Um, and the, the saliva that we see later is, is just yeah. t- a bit too much. I don't know about the blue. Um, blue do you think the blue is to part. stop it, you know, looking a like it's ripping off legend, but also to stop it being too scary for the kids? Could, could be. I don't, I don't know. Blue, blue is not a good color. We said, I think we said on the home of ours that blue, blue isn't a scary color. No. Um, it would have been much better as a, like a, a, a sort of pastel death grey. Or I, I think they should have gone the whole hog and go, he's red, with this is who we're ripping off and look how good it is. To be fair though, even on Blu-ray, the um, the blending work on the mask is really good. Because um, it's, um, uh, it's the guy from uh, Curse of Fenric, isn't it? It's the mm-hmm. player. Yeah. I can't think of his name. I want to say Anton Diffin, but that's a completely different actor. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, he he's back playing it. I, I I can't I can't really fault him. To be fair. Did you see? Um, good. Yeah, that uh, I think it's Mike Tucker was going to do the special effects for uh, for this story, and he yeah. did design the destroyer radically different from what we saw. But then the shooting schedule moved around, and he went on to Curse of Fenric, and the yeah. old one in the uh, Curse of Fenric is based on his original design for the destroyer oh, in this story. Maybe yeah. that's why their blueness is in there could as be. well, you know? Could be, yeah. Because it could, yeah. It could be that it was written in the script that it's a blue demon or whatever, and yeah, that's why... Yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah. that's interesting, though. So he's a good-looking boy, he's standing there, and, you know, he doesn't do a damn thing, because don't apparently... Yeah, he's, he's, his chains are made out of silver, so therefore he can't break them. Right. Yeah. Who um, who enforces all these rules? In when, when we get to um, when we get to uh, supernatural beasts like this, so like you know, vampires, and, uh, who enforces you? What, what? Yes, that is a good point. Yeah, like you can't break out the silver. Why? Well, we found we find out that the chalk thing. I mean, it's a force field being produced by Excalibur yeah. somehow. Um, but yeah, I mean, right. So you've got this whacking great big destroyer, right? He, he, he can't 
he, he, you know, he, he's manacled together, right? Yeah. But he's two got, he's got two whacking great big horns on his head. He could just run at somebody and do a bit of damage. You would think, couldn't so. he? Yeah. He doesn't even use sarcasm. He just stands and there talking, yeah. doesn't he? So, so he is the most. He's the destroyer of worlds, the eater of worlds, the most lethal thing. <laughs> but someone's captured him. Yes. Not that lethal, then, is he? Who who captured him? Would that be the Doctor oh, as well? I oh, we didn't get that, but I just assumed that uh, Morgane had captured him. Because then later on, when the Doctor's going, "Who are you more afraid of, me or him?" It's like, well. It's not him, is it? Because she's already bested him once. True. Yeah, because presumably, I'm, I'm presuming, and who knows, that it's not just the silver keeping him there, that she must have used some sort of incantation or magic to subdue her. So she could do that again, couldn't she? Yep, yep. Or if it wasn't her, who did? She Was doesn't seem... sat on the planet somewhere in the handcuffs going... I don't know what this relationship is at all, no, you know? It's all, almost as if this character was thrown in at the last minute when they thought the plot, because well, it was running short. Well, the original story, you know, when the Brigadier died, it wasn't this destroyer. It was an elemental or something like yeah. that, wasn't it, you know? Hmm, yeah. But we do, yeah, we do, um, we do then get a, a lovely scene where, because um, the Doctor threatens Mordred, to kill him, and uh, Jean marshes up. She goes, uh, uh, I, I don't believe you'll kill him. And the doctor can't do it. So that's my point. He's terrible in this, but he can't. He do is it. a terrible. And the brigadier comes over and goes, I'll do it. And I love it when um, Morgane says, Beware, he's steeped in blood. Oh, brilliant. That's a great scene. Yeah, then she says goodbye to her son as well, yeah, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And yeah, it, the Doctor in this, Sylvester, he's far worse than I remember. This, the, yes. the, 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 this snarly, angry Doctor, it's just awful. I every, every time we come back, because as you know, I'm not, I was never a great Mr. McCoy fan, but every time we come back to Sylvester McCoy, it's like, it's, it goes down a bit in my estimation. Yeah. His Doctor... See, in a way, I'm I, saying, I don't. I don't blame Sylvester McCoy because Sylvester McCoy, like when you meet him at conventions and you see him talk, being himself, he's brilliant. Let him do that. What they should never have done is put him in a a lead acting role. No, not 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 then. Not that at that point no. in his career. Because I mean, I like that line. You know, they've got this like interstitial vortex or whatever to go through the dimension. You know, uh, and um, and you know. I like the way Sylvester McCoy says, uh, you know, high, high drama and comedy, the secret is timing. It's like, yeah. well, what do you know about high dr- drama and comedy doing Doctor <laughs> Who then? Huh? Doing Doctor Who and ramming nails up your nose. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so because so, they keep talking about this, that the, the Destroyer is a devourer of worlds and he's going to devour the world. What does that actually mean? Because I'm presuming he don't, they don't mean he's going to start eating it bit by bit. Because that would have been funny, wouldn't it, if he had just started eating things. Like the, um, like that uh, little creature thing in the uh, J.D. Whittaker one. Yeah, a pating. A pating. It would have been funny if he had just started eating stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know what they mean by devour of worlds, because he doesn't seem to do much. Well, when he's freed, he just goes out for a walk. Stands, yeah, he goes, oh, I'm going to have a walk around here. I can yeah. stretch me, me He doesn't do last. anything, this no. guy. 
It's really, really weird. Yeah. Um, so Morgana's got Excalibur, right? Yes. Yeah, he can't do anything. Trash. So why is he yes. there? I mean, if she's got Excalibur, she doesn't need the Destroyer. Why did she bring him there? I don't know. I, it, it, it's all very confused, this ending. Yeah, she, because she's at one point, because she's saying, she's saying about that she she needs a scalper, and then it's like, oh, you don't need a scalper because I've got the scabbard. I don't know what I don't quite know what she's doing with these things, but then she doesn't seem to be too attached to either the sword or the scabbard because like Sylvester Toy takes it off her. Yeah, and she doesn't. It's like. Uh, I don't, yeah, it, it, it's all very, very, very strange. I don't quite understand what's going on. No, because it, at that point, that's when the Brigadier comes in, doesn't he? Yeah. And tries to, like, dispatch the Destroyer. And he, he's, like, very clumsily, badly thrown out the window. Yes. But the Destroyer does that. Yes. So the Destroyer, even though he's shackled, can still use his magics. He can't destroy, though. That's not destroying. No. He's not the bruiser when he's chained up because he's, he's probably given the brigadier a few bruises. Right, um, he's the bruiser. Yeah, he's the bruiser. I do, <laughs> I do like that um, when when she sets him free, she goes, "I, I unleash you," and his first thought is to free the nipples. Isn't it? <laughs> what is that all about? I'd forgotten that that he rips his shirt. Why? I'm, yeah. I'm going to remove my arm plating. I just hope nobody shoots me later on with silver bullets. He's the destroyer um, of shirts. That's his that's full the, name. Yeah, there you go. He's that's the, the destroyer of shirts. Do you think that's what happened? Is more Morgane thought she get she summoned she summoned this destroyer of worlds and he turns up. And she <laughs> goes, You are the destroyer of worlds. He goes, No, no, I'm his brother. I'm the destroyer of shirts. Shirts. Oh, I'm handcuffing you. <laughs> oh blimey. Um, at that point, then, that's when the miffed Mordred comes in yes. and, and calls his mum a, a false parent, uh, at which point they both vanish. Yes. Um, I thought, that. oh, that's them. Uh, is that them gone? I Are we not going to see them again? I imagine that probably was the end of them, because it's a much better ending than we get later on, which I have huge issues with. I, I imagine that was meant to be it. They buggered off back to their dimension. Right. Um, and that's the end of it. And that would that would have made sense. Mm. They, I, again, well, I don't know whether it was the episode running short and we get that whole tacked on scene later on. Um, but yeah, the um, they disappear and then the Doctor sort of runs, decides to run off, doesn't he? Yeah, they run off. They run outside. Yeah. He realises Ace has got silver bullets with her. Yeah. So reloads the brigadier's gun with the silver bullets, and at that point the brigadier knocks him out with one fairly light chop, knocks the doctor out. Yeah, I mean, ha handy that the the box of silver bullets that they had is the same caliber <laughs> yes, as the yes. World War II weapon. That's that's handy. Um, but yeah, the uh, the brigadier knocks him out from for like ten minutes by. Gently tapping them on the chest. I've yeah. heard of a glass jaw. I've never heard of glass chest on boxers. So yeah, he goes down. The ace tries to be all butch and macho, and I think does she call him a toe rag again or something? Yeah, like I think there's a toe rag in there. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh but then I do. I I really like the fact that when the brigadier brigadier confronts the destroyer, 
he gives them a chance to surrender and go away. I yes. love that. Yeah. That's really good. I mean, I would have shot him through the window with his back <laughs> yeah. to you know, I'm with Remo on that. I'll tell you what I don't love. Yes. I'll tell you what I don't love is, like, just before the Brigadier meets the Destroyer again, you've got this shitty green lightning coming out the building. That must have yes. looked lovely on Blu-ray as well. Ah, little man. What do you want of me? Get off my world. We've got to stop him. Pitiful. Can this world do no better than you as a champion? Probably. I just do the best I can. So, yeah, yeah, the Brigadier goes in, sees the Destroyer, tells him to get off my world. That's quite a good line, isn't it? Yeah, I like that, yeah. Yes. And then we get that, you know, his hero shot, I just do the best I can before opening fire. Yes. Um, which, I guess, kills the Destroyer? Yeah, silver bullets straight through the uh, R. What a shame he, uh, he uh, unarmored his chest. Yes. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> these, these are the breaks. Uh, yeah, it kills him. He goes boom, boom. Yes. And so, yeah, the whole thing goes boom, boom. Um, Sylvester trying to act thinking that the Brigadier's dead is oh, not that yeah. good. Um, and Morgane hasn't disappeared. She's still around. She's down yes. She's down at the uh, at the trucks, and she yes, wants so to set the nuclear warhead off for well, some I, reason. For some reason. I imagine um, that the, the way this either went was the director went, oh, God, we're ten minutes short, lads. Ah, let's film something. Or someone pointed out, we... We set up the nuclear convoy and we've done bugger all with it. it, it it's, added, it's done nothing for this story. Shouldn't we resolve that? And I went, oh, okay. So that's what it is. Yeah. So we get this Scooby Doo sort of weird thing where Morgane, yeah, it's decided that if she can't have Arthur, she's going to destroy the entire area with a nuclear missile that will probably destroy the world. And then. I mean, we get one one really nice scene which I actually laughed at is when Mordred and uh, Anselin are, are fighting. You're not going to say the Doctor walks the doctor. between them. I really, I quite like that. No, I hated I thought, it. Yeah, I thought it was, like, and it's mainly, I think, their reaction. No, but I yeah. wanted them to cut his head off. Did you? Yeah, I was fed up <laughs> with him by this point. Just get rid um, of him. <laughs> so, and then the Doctor, he, he basically says, uh, "Morgane, uh, have you realised that?" All these people are going to die. That's not the only them, is it? And she goes, "Oh yeah." Mm. I mean, what what sort of a conviction has she got that she can be talked out? And then to cap it all off, basically, the doctor says, "Take him away." Where to? She's a she's a, a, a immortal yes. wizard, magic using witch warrior from another dimension. And what they're going to put her in? Holloway and Mordred as well. And Mordred, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, I know. I know. That whole thing where you know got you got shouty Sylvester yeah. trying to explain to Morgane not to do it. That's a tacked on speech, isn't it? By Andrew Cartmel. Yes. That's yes. his CND speech as they call it. Yes. And it and it yeah. went went much longer than that and they trimmed it down. Yeah. 
yeah, there's definitely a, uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything against it, but there's definitely a lefty student yes. to Doctor Who at this period, isn't there? As there was in, in fandom generally, um, you know. And I, I'm, I'm pretty left wing myself, you know. I'm not, I'm not right wing at all. But this is it. Again, it's just something that hasn't aged well. No, no. You know, it's the Ooh, um, I can make Doctor Who relevant, so let's put in speeches about nuclear weapons. Mm, yeah. You know. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Um, do you know? Do you know what stopped the world being destroyed uh, in the eighties by nuclear weapons? Nuclear weapons. Yes. Yeah. Oh dear. And you, 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 you think that's the end of the story? But no, no. We no. go back to the Brigadier's place, no. don't we? No, that's not the end. Yeah, I... we go back to the Briggs place. I mean, do you think Doris is rich? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know if he. That's a lovely house. I think the Brigadier's been flogging off alien technology. Oh, that, that would be amazing, at the end of yeah. each thing. That's what he's been doing. He, he he's yeah, like a black is. marketeer yeah. in alien technology. That's what don't he's worry, doing. Don't Doctor. We'll take care of that. Yeah, we'll take these yetis yeah. away. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, I yeah. love that line, old uh, Marcus there. You're there in the garden. And he goes, peaceful, isn't it? And you can clearly hear the roar of the motorway <laughs> yeah. near, nearby. That isn't that yeah. isn't peaceful at all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the girls are going to have a girls' night out in Bessie. Yeah. Now, I, I, I'm, I can't really judge what, but I can't see that... 50 plus Doris has got much that she'll find to talk about with two 12 year old acting teenagers and a stuck up military no fun person what's she getting out of this well I'm I'm more thinking Bambera can she just have a night off if you're I in the know. army that is a good point actually so there goes hang on hang on Bambera um where do you think you're going? Because we're going to court-martial you for almost losing <laughs> a nuclear missile, letting someone start the codes for it. All these, all your men are dead. Yeah, yeah, they are the dead, aren't they? Door. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, we've got dead knights all over the place. <laughs> oh no, you want to go shopping? Now, nah, fine. Yeah, you off you, you go. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, report in tomorrow. It will be fine. Oh. Um, and then to top it all off, so we get this this cringeworthy. Why don't you make tea? Because mm-hmm. obviously he's, he's an old chauvinist pig, even though he's never been throughout any of his stories. And it's like the doctor's going, oh, I'll make the tea. And then we get that comedy sort of sitcom music. Yeah. Oh, God. What a way for it to end. Yeah. It's such a weird, weird one this week. Because I was actively hoping that this would be the one where I go, do you know what? I understand the appeal now. This is actually aged really well. This is a good story. It's not. It's not one over. No, it was. It was a great story. Well done, Ben. Uh, but it was absolutely embarrassingly pathetic production. Apart from uh, Nicholas Courtney and Marcus hold his head high. Marcus can hold his head high, and whoever whoever sculpted the. Destroyer, hold yeah. your head up high. Yeah. Everyone else, shame on you. <laughs> yeah, say I won't. I won't do this again. Hundred times in your notebooks. Yeah, 
I was kind of hoping that time would have been kind to it and I, I was I misremembering it and yeah. no, it's worse than I remember it. Far worse than I remember it. Because it does, your, your tastes change and mm. sometimes you, I mean, we've, we've had a few here where we've we've not thought highly of a story but then we've rewatched it, discussed it and you go, okay, I, yeah, actually I've got a great appreciation for this. Not this time. No, and yeah, I, I, I wish this one had a been because... Because I'm now getting to the point where I, unless I've misremembered some of the other stories, I think, I'm not sure there's that many contenders for good Sylvester McCoy stories left. Well, to be continued, to be continued. Um, All right, well, moving on. Um, Would you care to have a conjecture what a few years now would actually mean? Do you want to try and have a guess? Do we know when, (coughs) do we know when... um, Ace was meant to be from because I everything about her screams mid 80s, doesn't it? Yes, so I'm, I'm thinking at worst, at furthest, this would be 1990. Mm. Anything past that, I don't think you would say a few years in your future. Do you want to say 1990 then? All right, 1990. All right, well, we we have yet to have a Doctor Who story set in the 90s, this is the first one. The nearest we've got to it is 1985 um, for the two Doctors and Attack of the Cybermen. So, hmm, all right. Uh, right, I thought what we would do, Ian, that the adversary of the week is the Destroyer, but why not yeah. talk about Morgane as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah? I think it's fair. So, so design-wise, we'll do both of them, all okay. right? So who, who, who did you want to do first with um, everything? <laughs> I, I think I'd do more game you, You'd but rather that, do... That's just a personal choice. You know? All right, so um, design-wise... Although it does show his He um, rips his shirt open does. to show perhaps them. He's, perhaps he... Do you think he's the alien equivalent of a Chippendale? And he's been hired? That would explain the handcuffs and everything. He's going, well, this is a weird gig. They've hired me to... Mm-hmm. I'm going to start my strip routine. If, if the big Adam shot him, poor <laughs> sad... <laughs> He, he would have gone down to his skivvies, I reckon. Well, they say the Chippendales were horny, so... That, oh, well, oh, good yeah. yes, well done. I, yeah. th- I, th- I think we're getting there, yes, yeah. yeah. All right, and they could be a bit blue sometimes as well. Oh, it's all, it's all adding up, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's all coming up. together, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so more game. Um, yeah, design-wise. Design-wise, design wise, uh, yeah, good. I mean, it's, it's like you say, it's, it's pretty much safe sent to a... You know, you know what you did in Willow, just do that, but... Yeah, I, I think I think the costume design is really good. It's it's not too over the top. They could have it could have been horrible with big padded shoulders and you know stuff like that. So so I I'd like the design of Morgane. I would give the design a healthy seven point five. Oh, seven point five. I've got seven. All right. So that's seven point two five. Yeah, I like the gold. I like the gold. I'm I'm gold. glad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't have that in my head before I go to bed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she's not Helen Mirren's like you know, skimpy outfit, and thank goodness for no, that. But no, no, it's nice. It's nice. All right. Yeah, I, I like it. All right. So seven point two five for her design. How effective is um, Morgan? Other than that first scene in the weird Christmas bubble, which they felt tacked on, um, uh, she's really good. I, I like the I like the way they've executed the design of her outfit. I mean, there's some really interesting materials there. And the, 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 the cut bit is really nice. And I think her acting is really good. So 
I'm gonna go up to. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to an eight point five. Eight point five. Oh, I need my calculator because oh, I nice. stayed at seven. Oh, All right. Oh, wow. Divided oh, by two. Yeah. Seven point seven five. She gets. Seven point seven. That's that quite combined high. or is that that one? No, that's just for effectiveness. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, we've already got a seven point seven five in effectiveness. Oh. Yeah, we've got Kleeg at seven point seven five. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get. They'll probably get on well, I think. Yes. All right. So now, if we add seven point two five to seven point seven five and divide by two, oh, that's easy enough. Seven and a half. She have has an adversary rate rating of seven and a half. She shares a caravan with the uh, the Gelf in their Raiders of the Lost Ark ghostly form. Oh, she'd probably enjoy that, of being a witch, wouldn't she? Yeah, she could be in charge of them. Yeah. Or at least think that she's in charge she, of I them. I can imagine they're sat at the back of the caravan and they're doing their thing. She's going, didn't need CGI in my day, you know? Hmm. Yep. All right. Well, let's go to the Destroyer then. So, for the design of the Destroyer, what do you think? Uh, really, really good. Uh, I like it. Like a bit, bit cliche, but what can you do with the uh, the horned beast? Um, I'm gonna go for an eight. Exactly what I've got. Yeah. I can put my calculator down. Yep, an eight. Yep, that's good. Uh, but how effective was it? Uh, see, if we were just going on effectiveness, as in how did they translate the design? to the screen. I think this would this would score really highly. But I think the effectiveness of the character is he doesn't do anything. No. He does bugger all. So I still think he's above average as far as that, but I don't I don't think he's that far above it, so I'm gonna give him a six and a half. Oh. Well, I wasn't so keen. Alright. Um, because he doesn't do anything. You've got this overemphasized lip moving. You don't yeah. believe for one minute that, that creature is actually saying those words you know uh, so no, I think they should have left the original audio on because it would have been <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just gave him a four wow okay. yeah That's yeah alright and you gave him six got, and a half I got to appreciate I got to appreciate old school animatronics and that yeah, yeah. right well he got an effectiveness of 5.25 but he okay. did get eight for design so eight plus yeah. 5.25 Divided by two, six point six two five. So he's got to be in his own Six point six. We'll call it six point six. <laughs> he's sharing a caravan. Oh, we yeah. have an adversary at six point six. The destroyer shares a caravan with Sharaz Jack. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hmm. That's, oh, that's going to be an interesting conversation at night, isn't it? Well, who will be the boss? You know, they'll both want to be bosses, won't they? I I now picture them in a in a sort of odd couple style sitcom. Yes. This this just is squabbling needs to be made. Yeah, just squabbling. Yeah. <laughs> because Shara's jet could actually do stuff. The destroyer does naff all. It'll just it stand there, pouting, I suppose. Yeah, just pouting. Yeah. All right. So on behind the scenes, I've got quite a yeah. lot on behind the scenes and I'm sure you you know an awful lot of this but um, 
this story, I mean, the working titles were Storm Over better. Avalon. <laughs> yeah. Storm Over Avalon, Lake Over Avalon, Pool of Avalon, Song of Avalon, Stormtroopers of Avalon, The Battlefield, and Nightfall. All right. Um, this is the they last... with the least interesting, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, well, they dropped the the as well, so yeah. it was just Battlefield. Battlefield. I yeah. liked Storm Over Avalon. I thought that that's a great title. Yes. Um, last appearance of Unit in Classic Who. In Classic Who, yeah. Yeah. Um, last appearance of Bessie until Bessie mm-hmm. came back in 2013 in the name of the Doctor. Um, and this is, yeah, this is the last time in Classic Who that you see the TARDIS console room. Um, yeah, it literally disintegrated by this... Well, no, they had thrown it away yeah. by accident well, after recording yeah. the greatest show in the galaxy. Because um, they thought it was trash, didn't they? Yes, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's why they had to come up with this yeah. small bit of console and a yeah. and a painted curtain, really. Yes, uh, yeah. Ben, the writer, I'm not going to attempt his surname. Yeah. Uh, he was very disaffa- dissatisfied with the final result. I'm um, uh, he, he echoes you. He, he felt the quality of the design and special effects let it down. Um, and a quote from him says, it doesn't work as a script. It's got crappy design and unhelpful music. Well, he, well so... Yeah. That is. We should write him on here. Yeah. He, he said the designers didn't make the knights look futuristic enough. No. And he didn't like the C&D spe- speech that Andrew Cartmel wrote. So, well, okay. So we're in good company here. Yeah. And, he, yeah, he wanted to kill the Brigadier off. Everybody was up for it. Old Nicholas was up for it. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, old Ben couldn't uh, bring himself to do it. I, I sort of think... I'm, I'm sort of... I'm, I'm glad they didn't, because it would have been a bit of a cliché. But I'm also sort of sad that they didn't mm. do it, because, like I said, this, this could have been a finite end for the Brigadier rather than the weirdly insulting stuff we got later no you should that this is how it should have gone out you know saving the world you know yeah um in the original script the destroyer when he first appears he's just like an aristocrat he's just a poshly dressed man he doesn't change turn into and, and turn into what we see until a little bit later um and yeah i said earlier the knights were meant to be dressed far more futuristically yeah. Um, but they couldn't afford it, so both of those ideas were uh, dropped. It's amazing. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen a destroyer turn up, and he, he was like dressed like Krantor from Lake Seven. <laughs> yeah, as a fop. That would be odd, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> very odd. Yeah, all those helicopter shots we saw—they yeah. uh, they were all done in three hours because that's all they could afford to have the helicopter yeah. for. Wasn't it? Um, was it Mike Smith's helicopter or something? Oh, was it? I think so because at, at the time wasn't didn't Mike Smith he was hiring his helicopter to BBC for everything. Oh like right. Cheap rates to, to try and get I suppose get some re- money back on how much he paid for it. But yeah, I'm sure I might I might be wrong. Someone someone will correct me if I am. But I, oh. I seem to remember reading somewhere that it was like Mike Smith's. Or right. Um, the the destroyer. Um, yes. uh, the mask was built by Susan Moore, Stephen Mansfield, and Robert Alsop. I think we've mentioned these guys before yeah, for yes. Curse of Fenric. I think they did the masks and everything. Curse of Fenric. Um, the mask, uh, it was basically like a crash helmet that the actor yeah. wore, and that had all the animatronics built into it, which was ob- obviously operated by cables. 
out his back and then yeah the latex pieces on top you know just your standard yeah. animatropic thing still exists I don't know if it's latex I doubt it Coffee. yeah and before we go, uh, some alternative castings for you, for Peter oh. Walmsley. Um, can you see any of these people playing the archaeologist? Uh, Joss Ackland? Uh, he's, no, he's he's always got an element of the um, weirdly creepy about him. I yeah. think he's distracted. Yeah, that's why he was good in that Pet Shop Boys video, wasn't yeah. he? And always yeah. on the mind, yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Bailden? Yeah, a bit, a bit of a waste of him because he, he's he's really good but yeah I could see him do it yeah uh, John Carson John Carson which is he who's he he's in a lot of Hammer stuff John right. Carson I'll, I'll refrain from that because I'm, I'm not entirely sure who that is alright uh, Kenneth Colley oh Admiral Piet oh yeah he could have done it yep. he'd give him something else to go to conventions with yep Freddie Jones I can totally see Freddie yeah, Jones as an eccentric archaeologist yeah. I like Freddie Jones yeah I think what you said about Joss Ackland applies to our next one. One, he'll be too creepy. Uh, Ronald Glacey. Yeah. You, mm. you need something a bit likable, and he's he's really good. But yeah, he's, he's too not. Creepy he's not likable. And then finally, it would throw you off because you'd expect him to be the villain. Again, you? you would. Yeah. Well, that might have worked then. You yeah, know, a, a bit of a red herring. And finally, David Warner. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sort of character David Warner could play in his sleep. Yes, it? yeah. And uh, and with that, the battle is over. Uh, the battlefield has shut down. All right, so yes. that's us done for today. War is over. What was that song? <laughs> um, yes, that's. Uh, it, it was a, a. It saddened me a bit, that one. Yeah. Suddenly a bit. I was expecting I was, I was, I was hoping. hoping. Yeah, yeah, so was yeah. I. So was I. And as we got to like episode three and then episode four it's like, oh, I'm not enjoying this I'm not enjoying no, this I, and I don't want to be that person I don't want to be the person that no we want to be surprised and pleasantly yeah. surprised don't we but it do didn't happen this week do you think we'll get to the ones that we consider at the time the dregs like your, your time in the round is and that and we'll be pleasantly surprised and they'll have aged and be you know sort of wistful and, what the in and our mind's eye they are the worst yeah. thing ever yeah, and then you come back, and it wasn't that good because yeah. we've seen so much worse since. Maybe yes. you know. Yeah, it'd be interesting if that does happen. Well, does it happen next we week? Like um, well, what yeah. have you got for us, Ian? Okay, so I mean, obviously the choices are getting very limited on the on um, Eccleston. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this is an obscure one. It'd be interesting to see whether you get this this clue, uh, the Blue Oyster Cult. That's Don't Fear the Reaper. Hey, and? Uh, oh, are they those black flying creatures? That's them, the uh, Reapers. Yeah. There you go. There Hopefully you go. they're not grim Reapers. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, we haven't got that many left, and we'll, we'll have finished um, Eccleston bar the, the big characters. Yes. But, um, yeah, this this is... Uh, this this I'm hoping this is a gun, one that surprises us. But... Just, I don't know whether you know anything about this or remember it, but this is um, this is widely regarded as the most rose-centric episode. Oh, well, wow. <laughs> and also the most indulgent sort of rose. Is it? Episode. It's oh. not. It's not well regarded by fandom. This one, right? Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Has it stood up? Is it? Will, will we turn around and go? I understand Rose now. I understand the appeal. 
I do not know because all I know is there were these big black flying things called Reapers. But I, whether the story is set on Earth or the Moon oh, or anything, I don't, don't know anything else. about it. Oh, no, no, okay. no. So yeah. Well, I'll be going to a story um, completely blind. Uh, I know I've seen it. I've seen all the Eccleston ones with my son, um, but I haven't it seen them since transmission. Twigs, like I, in the first ten minutes, where do you go? Oh, yeah, it's this one. It all Whether comes flooding back to me. All, yeah. <laughs> well, come back in seven days, and you'll find yes. out what happened, eh? Uh, yeah. yeah, for Father's Day. Is it? Yes. Oh, it's not the one with a dead dad coming back, and it's... Oh, it's all coming flooding back to you now. Oh, no. That means the mother's in it as well. Yeah. Oh. It's very, very, very centric. Well, it has to be done, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah, we got it, yeah. Much like Battlefield, we had to do it sooner or later. Might as well get it done. Yeah, I don't I don't hold up the same hope that I have for Battlefield, but perhaps that, you know, let's, we won't judge it until we see it. Yeah, all right then. Okay, folks, well, come back next week and yes. find out what we thought about it then. Nice one. All right. Cheers, Ian. Thanks a lot, then. All right. Thanks. Good night. Bye. Bye.